Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, the podcast that pairs the albums of Billy Joel with fine wines. From Cold Spring Harbor to the River of Dreams, grab a glass of your favorite vino and let's dive into the work of the Piano Man. Welcome to Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, the podcast that analyzes the albums of Billy Joel and the bottles of wine that we pick to go along with them. I'm Corey Cavan. And I am Bill Grandberg. Uh, let's go ahead and tell people what to expect in this podcast. So I would say what to expect in this podcast is what we just said. We're going to go through every single Billy Joel album. We're going to do an album and episode. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are going to have a bottle of white wine and a bottle of red wine paired to the album. And then we're going to drink those wines as we go through side A and side B uh, and uh, talk about the history of the album yeah. and also just like what hits us with the album and then also the tasting notes of the wine. Yeah. I, I just, I do? That's very succinct. I believe that's <laughs> exactly what we're doing uh, to give some background. Uh, both of us have some experience. Uh, yeah. Corey, you're a media Media, food media person. Yeah. So is that the, uh, is that the right term? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about ourselves. So like we, we, uh, as you're listening to this, you're probably listening to this because you like or hate Billy Joel. I feel like we're going to get mm-hmm. into this, but a lot of people have very different feelings about yeah. just a range of feelings about Billy Joel. But yes. I think with us, I would say the two things about us are we both know stuff about food and wine. Mm-hmm. and we both know things about Billy Joel. I'll go first and yeah. then I will throw to you and, and maybe you can fill in some blanks about me too. Sure. All right. So I uh, am a food media person. I've worked in so far. So good. So far. So good. I've worked in food media. <laughs> um, uh, um, I, uh, I, I enjoy food and wine mm-hmm. and I, I, but I, I've like never had a real education. But you don't work it. for food and wine. I don't work for okay. food and wine, I just, but if they want to sponsor this podcast, they could. Yeah, it's sure. really good. Um, but I don't work for food and wine, even though I work in okay. food media. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't have like a formal education in wine. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really started like drinking wine until uh, like later in my adulthood life, till like late 20s or mm-hmm. something. I was like a big fan of Two Buck Chuck for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, which, you know, whatever. It's, it's very cheap. Yeah. But uh, and then the same with Billy Joel. I grew up. Um, I grew up in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. great, so, great decades. So I knew about Billy Joel as a, as an artist that would like be on late night shows, but also like, like I think river of dreams mm-hmm. in the rhythm, in the, what is it called? In the, the river of the, is, is it called river of dreams? That song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. River dreams. I was thinking, yeah. I, I was thinking in the middle of the night. That's how it starts. That is. Yeah. yeah. So like, I remember that. 
But like, I also just remember like being a little kid in the eighties and like, just knowing that Billy Joel was like, he was like a voice that was like around. He was always had songs on the radio. Yeah. He's like a very, he's like a part of that time. Yeah. And it, through those decades. And so I like, I don't know if I like liked him. I know people that like love him. Sure. I just knew he was there. And then as I've been an adult and gone back and listened, I've been like, oh, yeah, I do like some of these things. Yeah, I think so that's, that's where I'm coming from. I feel like you're up, coming from a sort of a different place. Well, I mean, growing up, I'm a little bit younger than you, but not enough to to really matter. But growing up in that era of Billy Joel, you kind of get inundated with his music. And I also think I'm from the New York area, the yes. tri-state area. And I think for people around this area, Billy Joel, because he's from Long Island and I, I don't know why I just said Long Island, Long Island, Long Island. Long Island, uh, because of that. And because of the fact that a lot of his lyrics are about things in New York, there's right. obviously New York state of mind, but there's plenty of other songs that are kind of very, very New York centric. Yeah. It's not like he's a hometown hero, but there's, there's a sense that it's like, He's inevitable in your childhood. Um, a lot in the same way that I, I would say Bruce Springsteen is is mm. kind of inevitable on the Jersey side of things. Totally. Billy Joel, to me, I always kind of put them in the same realm, maybe not quality wise, but at yeah. least, oh, yeah, these are New York working class, angry dudes, very yeah. talented. And, you know, any song you hear on the radio, you know, oh, yeah, right. that's Billy Joel. Right. Yeah. I mean, I that. Yeah, that may, well, okay. So that's the thing that's interesting to me is that you grew up, mm -hmm. like you said, tri-state area close to New York city yeah. and, and like you in and around New York city. Mm -hmm. And to me, we won't get like super into this, but like to me as someone who did not grow up in New York city, I yeah. grew up in the South slash mid Atlantic, I guess it's the South. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, um, it, like musicians from New York city in that day. Like I had no clue. I had no concept of long Island. Yeah. And New York City. Yeah. I always kind of thought they were, I knew they were different, but like, I don't, you don't know where anything is when you're a kid. And no. like the fact that like Springsteen was from Jersey, I know what that means so much more now that I live in New York. Exactly. And, but so I feel like that for you is probably different because that would be, yeah, I don't know what to compare that to, but then it, tell, tell, yeah. It's yeah. a distinction. I, I think you're right. Long Island. I'm, I'm fascinated to learn when you were younger, just hearing kind of this very long, uh, you know, my thesis for this podcast is that Billy Joel is a very Long Island point of view um, <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, Long Island is a very interesting I think concept. that was his other big hit album. He had yeah. New York State of Mind and mm -hmm. Long Island point of view. Long Island was, point of view. Long Island yeah. point of view is his hidden. Album. Yeah, that we'll was, get to that one. Well, yeah, that's going to be on a, a hidden episode that you'll have to. Uh, <laughs> You'll have to take the train to Montauk and, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll find the cassette under the tracks. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, you got to talk to like, a, you got to talk to like a ticket guy on the yeah. train to get one of those conductor. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, especially for me and, and, you know, out of the tri-state area, I am, I'm the Westchester part of the equation. Mm -hmm. At least, you know, I grew up in Manhattan, but Westchester is kind of my home turf. And right. I think that, that versus Jersey versus Long Island, I think no matter where you're from, you see the others <laughs> as kind of a punchline and, uh, yeah, Long Island has always kind of been a very specific feel. And I'm very curious to see as someone who grew up outside of this world, like how the specifics of, of that Long Island point of view kind of translate to your experience with with Mr. Joel. I am. I'm very interested about that because um, now that I live here, 
I can also imagine someone coming from Long Island to come into New York City like mm-hmm. for the day. If you yeah. don't live in New York, uh, and and like you, taking the train in, it's like a, it's like a different thing. It would be, it's it's oh, the yeah. same it's the same thing of like if you live outside of Chicago, like yeah. an hour outside, and you're like we're yeah. gonna drive it's in to go to suburbs. Chicago. It's the suburbs, yeah. and it's like it's a trek in when you're not from here. You kind of are like, oh, it's all one thing. But like, yeah. you're right. Billy Joel definitely has a thing where he's like getting on a train, coming in, or pro- maybe driving into the city, which is like a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. Back then and now. Yeah. And, he and, should, probably shouldn't be driving as much now. He's, he's had some problems with uh, <laughs> drinking and driving. And I think, he, I, I think we'll get to this in oh, whatever yeah, episode it's pertinent, but uh, he, he did like drive into a person's swimming pool at some point. There so, you go. Yeah. I, that's the stuff I'm excited about. This oh yeah. I'm excited. I mean, he's a character too. That's, that's, oh, he's, we're going to talk about his yeah. Russia, his, his Russia live. Oh concert. my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we'll talk about that right now. Just if you Google, uh, Billy Joel, Russia freak out and you, we can't wait to talk about that. Oh my God. But wait, you talked about, uh, you brought up, uh, Billy Joel boozing it up a little bit. Let's talk about yeah. your, you have your experience with wine is different than mine. Sure. You I have a little more of a formal education. Well, formal in the sense that I guess the most formal is I, I took a ASA, which is American Sommelier Association. I took a class of theirs when I was I uh, in the formal. food service industry. Okay. I, was a, I was a food service person, not a food media person. Is that what we, <laughs> yeah, we're, okay. we're on different sides of the table. Uh, so, you know, I, I've, I've waited tables. I've worked in, in restaurants. I've bartended over the years. And uh, yeah, I, I, I took a class at one point and kind of learned a lot more about varietals and what they mean and... I would not say I'm an expert, but I tend to be the person that if I go out to dinner with a group of people, it tends to always default to me to pick the wine because I, I tend to know a little bit more than most other people, but I am in no way an expert or a snob. Yeah. Um, I will also drink two buck Chuck or, you know, Franzia in a can or what yeah. have you, if, if the, the need arises, but I do know some, some things about wine, um, and I can speak to them, but I, I think, I think the main point of this podcast is that neither of us are gung ho. <laughs> I don't think any of us have insane points of view on either Billy Joel. No, maybe we're the wrong people for this. I podcast. was about to say, I was like, when you sign up for a podcast, do you want experts? No, you want people with some tepid ideas yeah. and not a lot of good you information. You want people that have about it the same grasp on the subject that you do <laughs> as you. Yeah, uh, you basically, basically, listening to this podcast is like going to a bar. There's two guys drinking wine that mm-hmm. don't really know a lot about it. And someone puts Billy Joel in the jukebox and then you listen to their conversation for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty much all you're going to get. It's an so, odd situation. It's a really bar. odd situation, I mean, but I don't know why we're doing this. I, I think it's great. I think, we'll, I think it is too. So let's get into it. I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the important thing is we are going to be drinking wine. Yeah. Um, it is going to be affecting us, uh, a bottle of wine is a lot for a single person to consume in mm-hmm. in a podcast length that's true. period of time. That's so uh, I think I think you're definitely gonna hear our opinions and uh, yeah. by the end of know. side B, we'll we'll have some strong opinions. One thing I do want to mm-hmm. say about this, we'll get more into this, but like also you have a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of music. You are a vinyl collector, yes, and uh, you are one of the people who has like made made so many arguments and things about arguments and opinions about music that has really informed me because I think Mm. you really understand the breadth of popular music 
And uh, how many how many records do you have? Uh, as of this morning, I have over thirty one hundred records. Oh my gosh! Yeah. How many last night? What changed to this? No, I, I I usually like every morning I'll log one. Okay, so that's an interesting uh, yeah. thing. You like what do you mean? Every morning you? I swear we're gonna get to build I mean, in it, a second. We just got to set up who we are. This is this is gonna be a, a surprise like intervention podcast about my obsession <laughs> with vinyl. <laughs> and like, it, it, okay, it, it's crazy. I, I I'm a crazy person, but yeah. I, I log so I collect records. Um, I log them. Uh. I and this will be germane, especially to today's episode. But you know, I, I find which version of the album I have. I look mm-hmm. up the history of it. I look at the price I paid for it. Look at what it's going on and on markets. And I also read just about albums mm-hmm. um, and their history and context. And I'm kind of just fascinated about, like you said, this breadth of creative you know, energy and like why people do things. Mm. I'm, I'm one of these people that I will, I will watch a music documentary, even on a band I don't like, because I just am fascinated by the process. I'm fascinated by the stories of, you know, bad ideas gone right. Good ideas gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm kind of obsessed with that, but in terms of my vinyl, I log and digitize every album I own, which is amazing because like, you know, we live in a day and age where, uh, we all have streaming services, yeah. like people pay nine 99 a month month to have to all have the music everywhere yeah and you actually rip this like we did with mm-hmm. cds but you're doing it with vinyl and you yeah. have like massive hard drives that just have like all of your stuff at very high qualities yeah and you've actually fully listened to them you believe in the concept of the album which mm-hmm. is like someone someone being billy joel mm-hmm. chose to record this set of songs mm-hmm. in this order in this order this yeah. was a moment in his life he mm-hmm. wrote these he put them in this order mm-hmm. And that's important. Yeah. yeah. And there's artwork and there's yep. a feel to it. And yeah, I, I, I still think that that's an important part of music that is not going to go away. I hope it doesn't go away. Yeah. Otherwise, my entire life is a waste. So. <laughs> this has been Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, hosted by Bill Granberg and Corey Cabin. The podcast is produced by Jeremy Balin and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. If you enjoyed this episode, check us out on the socials at... Rose instead. That's Rose underscore instead on Instagram and Twitter. For more information on the wines featured in this podcast, check out celery.com. That's C E L L A R Y.com. Thanks for listening.